Welcome to The Deciders with Renee Frazier. This is Renee Frazier, founder and CEO of Frazier Communications. We're the leading woman-owned and woman-led advertising communications firm in Southern California. You hear our information about COVID-19 and vaccinations from L.A. Department of Public Health and a lot of our messaging around other health products and banking products. Thank you for listening. The show, The Deciders, features leaders, change agents, people who are making a real difference in the world. They share their stories, their insights, and the design of the program is to help you as a business owner grow your business, understand how to be a better leader, and have a bigger impact in the community around you. On The Deciders, we often explore ways to help women advance their leadership with insights and role models for them. Uh, I meet so many wonderful, successful women entrepreneurs. It's, well, it's wonderful to share them on the show. And I have often been thinking about whether there are new ways to do business. You know, the world we're in, disruption, change is so important. There are ways we can improve how we do business. My guest today is a woman who spent quite a bit of her time thinking about that and finding a new way to do something. She is the Chief Marketing and Experience Officer at Co-op Financial Services. It's a financial technology company that serves over 3,500 credit unions and their 60 million, 60, 60 million members across the country. Her name is Samantha Paxson. Samantha, welcome to The Deciders. Renee, it is such a pleasure to be here. You know, Samantha, I know they call you the architect of co-ops, financial services, and the customer experience strategies one you have developed. Tell us about that. Well, it's interesting. We have been a company. I, I've been with the company for 16 years. So it's a really long time to be with a company. And we have evolved from a deliverer of individual financial services. We started as an ATM network and expanded um, many into many, many different services, including payments, credit and debit processing. Uh, we, have an, uh, we have our ATM network. We link branches together. We have a contact center. We do fraud solutions. We do all kinds of money movements. It's pretty much everything that you would do to engage in your day-to-day -day financial life. So in the, I've been with the company 16 years. It's a 40-year-old institution. But this company, we consider it a payments and financial technology company. And when you are in the midst of progressing from a, a company that delivers individual solutions to one that is an integrated ecosystem of financial technologies, you have to really be intentional in how you design the experience for the end consumer and your client. And in our case, it's credit unions and community banks. How are they going to consume new solutions, do it at speed, and do it in a way that helps differentiate them in the market to help them grow and succeed against the increasingly competitive financial technology providers, people like PayPal and Venmo and all of these um, uh, different technologies that, that the today's empowered consumer feels very comfortable aggregating their financial life and um, putting their own set of financial services together. So we've had to be really specific and focused on how we design our solution set, integrate it, and help it be really elegant in the way that it's delivered and consumed for our different audiences. Let's talk Hence, about uh, experience. The uh, you know fintech is obviously a very big category, and you're absolutely right. So many of us now use Venmo, PayPal, other services, and of course 
we can do all our banking online. We never need to go into a brick and mortar uh, bank. So we've seen the shift right to online presence and credit unions have a strong presence in their communities. They often you know, were started as a result of a group of employees. We worked with New Vision and they were the McDonnell Douglas and other engineers who came together and formed a credit union. So the credit union is a uh, has more of a face in the community, if you will. Mm-hmm. Are there, can you give a couple examples of solutions you've created that exemplify this elegance and, and represent kind of a, a new way of differentiating? Absolutely. We really focus on the day in the life of the end consumer. So uh, credit unions have been very focused on life stage products. They have won in the market by being um, by focusing on financial wellness, they, they want to make sure that if you do business with them, that you are going to get the lowest rate on a loan, um, whether that's an auto loan or a home, a home loan. They want to make sure that you get the highest uh, yield on any sort of wealth management product that you would buy. And they want you to have your checking and savings with them. So those traditional kind of life stage type products are very ingrained in the credit union. Mm-hmm. What we're seeing is that there is a shift toward lifestyle type products. And that's the daily life of an end consumer. So credit unions are really having to pivot. Our clients are needing to pivot to think through, how do I balance my, um, my, the way I make money as a, as a financial institution that I'm kind of been focused on these life stage solutions that generate interest income to more transactional-based solutions like contactless payments, uh, P2P, money movement types of transactions, um, fraud services, controls and alerts on your phone about how you're paying people. Um, All of those types of solutions, we're seeing consumers feel uh, more confident that fintech providers will be able to, to deliver those services. Traditional banks and credit unions, they see as owning the market in um, and those kind of traditional solutions like checking and savings and loans, mm-hmm. we're seeing a tremendous uptick in the PayPal's of the world and the Venmo's of the world and Chime and SoFi and all of these um, financial technology providers going direct to the consumer and kind of siphoning away that market share. So what we have to think about the way we specifically see it is that we develop those use cases. We aggregate the money movement, the, the P2P, the fraud solutions, controls and alerts, um, machine learning, artificial intelligence, all of those and all of the digital ways that those can be aggregated or put forth in a credit union's environment and in an end consumer's environment. And we actually serve as the R&D engine for credit unions and community banks. We are the developers. We are the product producers. We are the people that help bring that together for them. Got it. So you help create the technology and the product. You then white label it, and then they can put their brand on it and, yes. and serve it up to their customers? Yes, we, we do that, and we do more than that. We white label it. We give them a lot of options because yeah. the way credit unions work, they, they have probably 500-plus vendors Mm-hmm. So it's a lot to keep track of. They have right. different data islands that are with each of those vendors. They have backend infrastructure that is probably siloed. They have an operation that is probably siloed. Yep. And there needs to be security that backs all of that. What we think through is all of that. We think that think about it and 
um, have developed it to create a platform business, almost like an Amazon, like a marketplace, a, a mm-hmm. an Amazon type business that provides these use cases in an integrated, elegant way with all of the data flowing through it, with all of the integrated technology, all of the security. And that's very helpful for community-based financial institutions that need to compete with technology companies that might have 100x the capital they have. So we're helping to really um, collaborate to help credit unions compete. Makes a lot of sense. So a platform or a marketplace, so they can go in and look at what you have available. Uh, Do they pay a subscription or membership fee to be part of the platform? Or do they pay on an as-you-go for products that they take out? It, it's pay as you go, but it really depends on, on the way that we are. We, we have, we, we are launching 60 plus products a year. So, um, it, the pricing methodology really depends on, on those, on those solution sets. But we are, we have really been pivoting in the last uh, five to seven years to ramp up our product production to really, um, build out our um, operational infrastructure, our technology infrastructure, our security infrastructure, our data infrastructure to make all of this possible and easily ingestible for the credit union and the um, community bank. So it's something that we think is super important to help them go fast. Yeah, go fast and go to market. Yes. As you're right, having the staff to develop the R&D, not possible. But there are a lot of vendors out there, uh, you know, that do provide these products. Uh, you, you don't probably develop all of the products in-house. You probably vet products that are available and yeah. you're like a third-party seller of them. Uh, we used to be more of a third-party reseller. And that's really the shift that took place in our business that necessitated the need for experience design and necessitated this need for how we um, look at our processes our project management, our, that this, this idea of this elegant design and integration, we had to be really thoughtful about that because we actually used to be a reseller of other people's solutions. And we were right. almost like a price club. Like yeah. we were offering that volume pricing for all of our solution sets. Sure. But we think our value, the, the market needed our value to be much greater. Mm-hmm. Our, our credit unions and our, our clients were struggling to, uh, the, the, their problem was not just uh, buying these solutions and doing them from different vendors and getting a better price. They needed to have solutions that would really be integrated in their environment, that would be right. flexible with their digital banking provider, with their core provider. This is a lot of back-end banking type yes. uh, yeah, a lot of lingo, uh, yes. lingo, but it's, they had to make sure that each of these solutions would work in their operating environment and so we had to be, and, and their regulatory environment. Mm. So we had to be very focused on how we could build out that infrastructure and that technology so that it would be very simple mm. for the credit union to build that and bring that into their environment. And that we would have the operating structure, the service model, um, the um, ongoing um, R&D to um, help credit unions compete faster and to grow their market share. They really need to, um, as you said, they're the best kept secret in the markets. Um, they're wonderful to do business with. They're, they are mission driven. Yes, and right. this is an opportunity for them to 
um, demonstrate that they can be trusted to deliver the financial technologies that the end consumer is looking for today. Yeah, and they want to be able to uh, stay in tune with what the market demands. So let's talk about conceptually and and how you've been able to help these companies. Because I think this applies to a lot of our listeners. We've been in business for a while. We've been doing things a certain way. The ability to rethink and think about transformational ideas as opposed to just iterations, right? Uh, And uh, knowing that uh, digital is changing things so fast and word spread so so quickly. In my experience with uh, banks and credit unions, there's a lot of silos, as you mentioned. There's also more traditional thinking, and you've got a lot of people who who came up in that pathway. So they have to rethink, and I think that's one of your themes, right? How they even look at their their products and services and listen to trusted advisors like you folks. one of the ways you did that is you created an annual conference, right? Can you can you talk about how you shift the mindset of the business people, uh, not just the products and services you deliver on your platform, but how do you help them be able to accept those and want those and utilize them? It's such a good point, Renee. The the industry that we're in is very traditional, and it is it is it's a cultural it's a it's a culture that is very risk averse, which means you bring in people that might see a new idea and say, oh, let's let's hold back on that. That's a nice to have. I'm not sure about that. We have been in a marketplace the last 15, 20 years that is rapidly evolving. And never have we seen that evolve more quickly than in the past year and a half. I mean, I think we have seen an acceleration of trends in a year that would have happened 10 years uh, prior to the pandemic, it would have taken that long. And now, yes, yes, the things that that uh, the transformations, yeah, yeah, the transformations that that we uh, might have seen as, oh, that's nice to have, or let's wait and see. We are now seeing dramatic demand for for these ways of delivering business, and it's digital. So back when I started at Co op, I found that I, I really found that financial services. Um, had this kind of stale mindset. I would go to other conferences and go to to um, absorb the the trade journals and really what the the conversation was in the industry. And I found it was kind of an echo chamber. And so, as the the uh, head of marketing at the time, um, I've really expanded my role in the organization dramatically since then. But I found an oper- a market opportunity for us to be more of a, have greater strategic leadership, which the industry was hungry for, and to also um, create some white space in the way that we delivered that strategic leadership. So because we were in echo chamber, I thought about how do I get new ideas and what I need to solve? How do I um, open my mindset? And I'm in business school right now. We do a lot of work on looking at outside organizations. We look at business cases. Mm -hmm. So I thought, what if we bring in the top brands, the top most aspired to businesses, the top thought leaders, and have them collaborate with credit union leaders? And that sounds wild. That sounds a little strange and a little wacky. And this this doesn't mean... Uh, let's come have uh, Sir Ken Robinson or uh, Brene Brown or uh, we've had Damon John. We've had uh, Cory Booker. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we've had Steve Wozniak come. Uh, we've had just some of the most incredible speakers. This doesn't mean they just come and give a keynote. This means that they come and they understand the credit union space. They understand the narrative of what's happening in our market. And they give advice. They act as a strategic advisor to the industry's top leaders. And then they help advocate for change. So we have structured this event series. It's called Think, Co-op Think. And it's become, um, I call it an innovation content platform. So it is an event series. It is a magazine. It is a digital platform. Um, and it, it creates two-way communication and, and thought uh, ideaship among the credit union industry's top leaders and the top leaders in business. And what they work to solve are the places that credit unions struggle. Um, as an industry where we tend to be weaker, we bring in top thought leaders to say how we could solve some of those challenges. So this started back in 2008, and it's continually evolved um, to bring some of the, the, mo- the, the most different and interesting um, leaders in business to come solve, um, help solve credit union challenges. And yeah. the hope behind that is to really have credit unions open their minds and think differently. And it's really attracted. It has become um, the most sought after industry event. We have, we have, we outpace industry average by three X in terms of engagement, in terms right. of um, uh, brand perception. It's really, it's from a marketing standpoint, it, it delivers four X the contract size when people actually come and engage with us that way. Yes. And it shifted people's percep- perception about our industry. And they really come to us. They come to co-op for advice now. I love that. It's it was- wonderful positions you guys as a leader, a thought leader, and obviously leading the industry in the way people evaluate. I'm curious, do you, uh, for the Think Conference in particular, with the expertise of these uh, kind of -of out-of-the-box thinkers, right, to force the folks and open their minds and collaborate with them to think differently, do you take on a theme or an issue that then, that the credit unions have, you know, are tackling with in general, so there could be kind of a focused discussion around how do we solve this or how do we learn about it and and think about our new place within that ecosystem, if you will, or that mindset. We do, actually. Um, this is, it's, it's funny, Renee, I did not think I'd be a chief experience officer in financial technology when I graduated from college. My right. degree is in journalism. It didn't. It didn't. What was your degree? And I'm sorry. My degrees in journalism. I wanted to be a storyteller and work for the New York Times or a documentary filmmaker. And it's it's interesting how your career kind of progresses um, throughout your life. So I've I've been working for the last twenty six years, and when I look back across that journey, the through line is storytelling. Mm. So you ask, is is our think um, our think platform focused? Um, around a specific topic? I'd say, yes, it's focused around a narrative. And that narrative is based in research. It's grounded in research based on where credit unions have a tremendous opportunity to grow and evolve their business. And there are specific strategies to take. We link those strategies together in a content, um, in a content series. And we bring in thought leaders and experts and research 
that will really help credit unions and community banks make a big difference in, in that particular area of their business. And when they put it, put all of that together, we believe that they'll see dramatic growth and improved transformation in their business. Was there a, is there a topic or an area? I'm trying to get more concrete for the listeners. Sure. From last year? Yes. There, so that people, so, oh, okay, I understand how that could apply to my business as well. So for example, um, I just spoke a bit ago about credit unions really being focusing on life stage solutions right. that they, they, if you look at how they plan their business and look at, evaluate their P&L, they're looking at it from uh, their income statement is focused on loans. They're focused on growing interest income. But what we're seeing, in, and, and it's interesting, this is what co-op offers. We're a payments company. We focus on transaction-based solutions. Mm-hmm. What we're seeing, the competition in the market is fintech. They're not focused on interest-based income. They are focused on non-interest-based income. So, and they are using that to grow share. They're growing market share. They're growing relationships. And so our, this year, our focus has been, how do you grow the primary financial relationship? Because you are no longer, as you said, driving consumers into a brick and mortar. Every consumer can go right to their device and aggregate their financial services themselves and put it together. So this idea of empowerment, the empowered financial consumer and the digitization of financial services has put a wrinkle in credit unions uh, traditional model. So we unpacked a series over the past year that has focused on rethink uh, your PL and it's been focused on how do you create a member-centric PL. So designing your credit union around your end member or your end consumer. And we are advocating for um, really focusing on transaction-based lifestyle services. Mm-hmm. Before the pandemic, I used to travel a lot for work. And uh, I had to make a business trip to DC. And uh, I told a story in this trip. I had to give a speech. And I told a story that uh, over the last, if you look at the traditional credit union model, it's focused on lending. And over the last eight years, I've had three loans, an auto loan, a home equity line of credit, and a home loan. In the last, in the eight hours that it took me to go from Los Angeles to Washington, D.C., I transacted 12 times in my journey with my credit union credit card. And so you look at the opportunity to create a relationship and to create stickiness and to think about it from the consumer's perspective based on what they need in their life. We actually brought in, so for this particular series, we brought in the the former CEO of Best Buy, Hubert Jolie. He turned Best Buy from a failing company it was a traditional um, big box store yeah. that was competing with Amazon. You might be able to, to recognize the analogy there that we have traditional right. uh, branch right. focused financial institutions that are competing with technology companies. And Hubert took this idea and thought about what the end consumer needs. How do we inject heart into our business and focus on the people in our business in order to deliver what they need. 
And he transformed Best Buy by partnering with technology companies, by using Best Buy as a showcase for Amazon and Apple and Samsung and looking at all of the categories and seeing how to enrich people's lives through technology. And he really transformed the Best Buy brand. He transformed the company. They're now highly profitable. And he did it by putting the consumer at the center of their business. Right. That's also idea thinking, right? That's a new way of design thinking of, uh, I think that's so smart. That's a hard leap for traditional uh, institutions to take. And you're right. Interest bearing things has been the way of making money, credit cards, loans, et cetera. So it's a real shift in how they even view their institution uh, but you think of Ing and some others, they have really been able to do that. The coffee shop being a place where you come as opposed to a traditional bank, creating an experience. I can see why you're called the chief experience officer, right? It's all about <laughs> the experience the customer has. Any piece of advice you would give to people about kind of thinking about new ways of accomplishing things and growing their business? That, that creativity and creative confidence is so important. I think if there, many of your listeners might work in a traditional corporate environment, they might be starting their own business, they might have a small business. The, the thing that I think is most critical is working across an organization, not just owning your vertical. The way that I moved up and expanded my ownership and it helped transform our company, I was a, one of the architects in the transformation of our organization, is by, by working across the organization to build coalition to collaborate, to creatively ideate, to see how to solve problems for my teammates and how we work together to drive a better outcome. I think that is the most important thing as you are growing in your career and it is mutually beneficial for you to be open and to reach across reach across the aisle in addition to um, being it being really beneficial for business. Business. Thank you. You're absolutely a network of teams, not just at silos. So that's right. That's great advice, Samantha Paxson. Work across sectors in your own industry or your own company. This has uh, been an interesting show from Samantha Paxson from Co-op Financial Services. I want to thank our listeners for listening and spending time with us on The Deciders. You can hear this and other podcasts on the Fraser Communications website. Find us at FraserCommunications.com. We're a full-service agency. I want to thank everyone for listening. Learn from us as best you can. Grow your business. Be successful. Have a wonderful week ahead. And you'll hear us next week on The Deciders with Renee Frazier.